Hey there, my name is Sarah Bowling, and I'm so excited that you're listening to my podcast. I'm praying that God speaks to you through this podcast. Your heart is encouraged and overflowing with love. Thank you so much for listening. Love to have you subscribe and of course share this with your friends. I know God has really great things for you in this time together. Thanks so much. Talking about these different gifts of the Holy Spirit as well as fruits of the Holy Spirit. And these are really fun. The gifts of the Holy Spirit, I talk about them right out of the gate. And we talk through, you know, starting on page 172, um, it lists those from 1 Corinthians 12, verses 8 through 11. And there's nine gifts of the Holy Spirit. And as I walk through these gifts, and what happens sometimes is we think of these gifts as being remote and maybe they died out or they're not current, they're not modern, they're not relevant. But I have found that these gifts are extremely current, modern, and relevant. In fact, when you look at page 173 and you go through page 178, you'll see all these different gifts of the Holy Spirit. And what I do in these gifts, and I like this, is I tell you what it is, but then I give you kind of a, an illustration, a, an example of that gift today in our modern world. So, Word of Wisdom, Word of Knowledge on page 173. You'll see Faith and Healing, Miracles, pages 174 and 75. Prophecy, disting, Distinguishing of Spirits, Speaking in Tongues, tran, Interpreting Tongues, pages 176 and 77. All helpful. And sometimes when we think of the gifts of the Holy Spirit, they seem kind of... Well, they seem supernatural <laughs> because they are. They are supernatural. They're beyond your natural ability. That's why they're gifts, gifts of the Holy Spirit. And one of the things I think that's so important for us to think about is I think sometimes we have this idea, this mentality that the gifts are for, you know, those super trained and mature Christians. Um, but the Bible doesn't say that. The Bible doesn't say the gifts only come for those who are like years of experience. It doesn't qualify that. And so when you think of these gifts, word of wisdom, word of knowledge, um, this is the awareness of something that you wouldn't know in your natural mind, but you just have this awareness, this uh, keen insight. And sometimes it's a piece of information. Sometimes it's a way to do something, an application. I've had this with my kids a boatload where I'll be like, hmm, something's not right, I know. Or I should, I don't know where the, but I know I'm supposed to do something in this way, how to do something or how to, how to navigate when they're going through a difficult time, you know, with a friend at school or what, and I'll coach them along the way. And some of that's just word of wisdom, word of knowledge. And prophecy and, and, and discerning of spirits, something that's going on that you don't really understand, but there's an awareness, prophecy, seeing into the, someone's life what's happening and, and really encouraging them in God's love for them, faith and miracles, believing God to do something beyond what's naturally possible, healing, that's another phenomenal gift, and praying for people, speaking in tongues, interpretation of tongues, that seems kind of strange and odd and a little bit out of the box, but super helpful. In Jude 20, it says that we build each other up in our most holy faith by praying in the Spirit. It's a way to encourage your faith. And then praying and asking the Holy Spirit, tell me what's the interpretation of that? I don't understand. Um, so these are the gifts of the Holy Spirit and they're available for us. And Paul says we should eagerly pursue the gifts. And of course, prophecy for sure in, in chapter 14, 1 Corinthians. 
but really having those gifts and being available to those gifts flowing through us. Sometimes I think we have the mindset that if we don't understand it, that we reject it. Or if it's supernatural, we want to pull back from it because we can't like get our arms around it. Maybe it's a control thing. I don't know. There's all kinds of, of things and obstacles and mental hindrances sometimes that we have or the, the devil, the enemy would put in our, in our thoughts about the gifts. But family, every good and perfect gift is from the Heavenly Father. And the Holy Spirit and the gifts of the Holy Spirit are good and perfect gifts. And so let's, let's let those gifts flow through us. And uh, there's good examples in here, um, really good examples about those gifts and, and seeing them just kind of in our daily living and being open to those gifts flowing through us in our daily living. But I also look at page 180, and these are also the fruits of the Holy Spirit. And gifts and fruits, and the fruits of the Holy Spirit we read about in Galatians chapter 5, verses 22 and 23. And the, uh, the fruit of the Holy Spirit, and I write about them here on page 180, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And these fruits are very important. And it seems to me like oftentimes as, as humans, followers of Jesus, that we tend to gravitate and there's a little bit more of a natural bend, if you will. Um, and I see this in Christianity kind of in broad strokes. Sometimes uh, charismatics and some of the dem demonstration and the supernatural, um, some individuals are attracted to that. Um, but not as much to the fruits, the love, joy, peace, and the character. Some individuals are more attracted to the fruits of the Holy Spirit, gentleness, kindness, self-control, peace, love, joy. We get the fruits, but sometimes that supernatural stuff, the gifts, make us a little jittery. But I love that the gifts and the fruits are meant to be complementary and not competitive. They're meant to blend together. And so the fruits of the Holy Spirit, and I always say it this way, the fruit of the Holy Spirit is evidence of fellowship. Fellowship with the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit rubs off on me. You know, like when I'm around certain people, I'll pick up some of their habits or some of their little quirky sayings or whatever, and they rub off, right? Um, my kids, uh, one of my kids was talking about something, and so we started teasing each other, and now, you know, I'll tell her, yeah, you know, this was something, she laughs, and so I've picked up some of her traits and some of her colloquialisms from one of my kids, um, and it's fun. But yet, when I'm fellowshipping with the Holy Spirit, some of that fruit, character, some of that, that patience, <laughs> kindness, self-control, that rubs off on me, and fruit, is the evidence, the consequence, result, fruit, of fellowship. So I just encourage you that as we think about fruits and gifts, let's be certain that we're attentive to both of those flowing in our lives. The fruit of the Holy Spirit forming our character and the way we interact with people, kind of our mindset, our outlook, our conversations, how we treat people, and, and our own self-control, as well as the gifts that supernatural demonstration that goes beyond what we know in our natural thinking, our natural abilities, our natural uh, boundaries, hindrances, or limits. The supernatural goes beyond that stuff. And so I love the gifts and the fruits. And I love that they work together. They work in concert. And I love that they are gifts and expressions and demonstrations of the Holy Spirit living with us. 
And Jesus said that about the Holy Spirit. I'm going to give you the helper who will be with you all the time. So with the Holy Spirit being our helper, always with us, then the gifts and the fruits can always be with us. So no matter where we're at, the gifts and the fruits are available to flow through us. So I'm in the grocery store of gifts and fruits. I go to Bangladesh with Saving Moses and, and some of the cool things that we get to see and experience there, gifts and fruits. I get to pray with people. I get to have kindness and patience. I get to have compassion and love, genuine love um, for very hurting individuals. Gifts and fruits. That's not Sarah. <laughs> Sarah is like kind of not very friendly and can be kind of cranky and a little bit of a porcupine, you know, cantankerous from time to time. Absolutely. But when I know that gifts and fruits are flowing through me, then I can pray for people and, and sense that compassion. I sense the presence and the power of the Holy Spirit um, flowing into that person. Or I sense what's happening as far as the word of wisdom and all these gifts and fruits. And, and I say these things because I, I believe that if you're watching today and you're a follower of Jesus, then the full intention is that these gifts and fruits work through us. Not just one or the other, but complementary working together. And nobody's perfect. You're a masterpiece in the making, <laughs> as am I. And I love what Paul says in Philippians. God is at work in you both to will and do of his good pleasure. And the good work that God has started in you, God will finish. And I believe the Holy Spirit working in us is forming us into that increasingly um, keen reflection, accurate reflection of Jesus. Paul says it in Galatians 4, I think it's verse 17, verse 19, till Christ be formed in you. And the purpose of the Holy Spirit working in us and through us and the helper being alongside of us is so that we become increasingly like Christ. So the world around us, and I love what John says, John 3, verse 30, he must increase, I must decrease so that Jesus begins to be exalted through me more and more, that I know my life isn't about me, but my life is about reflecting Jesus and, and demonstrating Jesus' love and purpose and presence and power on the earth through my life. And so the Holy Spirit does those things, works that in us. And it's through gifts and fruits and, and that increasingly intimate relationship with heavenly help. So as we finish today, some things to think about. Here's some questions for you to look at on page 184. Inspect, reflect, and apply. Remember, uh, first one out of the gate says, think about, think about your disposition or your mindset. That's another word to say. Mindset towards the supernatural. Are you attracted to the supernatural or does it repel you? You say, what do you mean by that? Well, you know, we watch movies that have all kinds of special effects. And some people think the special effects are super cool and they watch them just for the special effects. And those movies are interesting. But... Take it far beyond the movie and bring in quote-unquote special effects, the supernatural into our daily living. How do you feel about that? Does that make you nervous or does that make you super excited? Some individuals, it's like, it freaks them out. Uh, mindset, I, I don't know, that's freaky, weird. Some people are like, oh, sweet, bring it on. Everybody's unique. Everybody's very unique. And that's why I asked the question. Think about your disposition, your mindset, towards the supernatural. And I say that because the gifts of the, of the Spirit and the fruits of the Spirit, they're very supernatural. They're not, you can't conjure and concoct that stuff up. It's very supernatural. So are you repelled or turned off by it? Are you attracted or curious? And why or why not? 
sometimes I think we've been repelled by some of the supernatural, maybe from some of the background we've had. I've had people tell me I'm a recovering charismatic. <laughs> okay. And, and there's some things with some of the background that you're like, wow, that was, whew, that was a little, little shady there. But some of it, let's be careful that we don't throw, so to speak, the baby out with the bathwater, right? That the Holy Spirit's genuine and real. And maybe we like the supernatural, maybe we don't. But let's be attentive that we don't reject the Holy Spirit or parts and pieces that we don't like, but we like certain parts. Let's be open to the Holy Spirit, soup to nuts, from start to finish, gifts and fruit. And question number two, are you more comfortable with emphasizing the gifts of the Holy Spirit or the fruits of the Holy Spirit? In what ways could you become more accustomed to the one that doesn't attract you as much? Some of us, we really love the gifts, love all that supernatural demonstration, but the fruit, eh, not so much. Some of us are super attracted to the fruits of the Holy Spirit. We're all about character and, you know, really having good integrity, and that's good. But we don't necessarily like that demonstration supernatural. So let's think about that. And in what ways could you become more open, more accustomed to the one that maybe is not as attractive to you? Good questions to think about. And if you're in a group, maybe even some good conversations, good, good discussion among yourselves there. Or maybe you don't have a group that you're doing, but maybe you just want to journal this, write a few thoughts down. And remember, as we finish today, um, the allegory. Allegory today, gifts and fruit, all about Ruth and Naomi. Remember, you and I, this is a fiction. It's fiction. It's an allegory. It's not meant to be like real demonstrative. You can go back based on true story. It's not that. It's an allegory. So Ruth, you and I are Ruth, and Naomi is the Holy Spirit. And I love watching, reading through this. I loved writing these because they're so fun about seeing and anticipating and even being open to the Holy Spirit uh, working in our daily living with both gifts and fruits. Hey there, thanks so much for listening today. I'm super stoked to get time with you. And of course, I'd love for you to subscribe, share this with your friends, and really sense God working through you as well as in you in these words. So thanks again for listening and we'll catch you next time.